Welcome to the Trinity Church Aberdeen podcast, where you can listen to our most recent sermons. To find out more about who we are and what we believe, visit trinityaberdeen.org.uk. There's just something uh, wonderful about a room lit uh, with candles, isn't it? Just love it. It's, it's uh, beautiful. In, in the darkness of winter, there is just something about Christmas lights, whether it's, it's candles or it's uh, lights on a tree or outdoor lights. Um, now, we live, we live next door to a house that takes its outdoor lights very seriously. It's amazing. There is lit up reindeer. There's a huge inflatable lit up polar bear. Uh, they've got flashing colored lights. There's Father Christmas in the window. It's amazing. And, and people come from miles to, to have a look at the, uh, this house. Um, there's just something uh, warming and wonderful about lights uh, in the darkness. Now, my, my wife recently had a, had a great moment with lights uh, the other day. She does know I'm telling this story. Um, we, were about to, we were about to have people around, and she just bought a long string of, of lights for the tree. It was neat. Uh, she thought, right, easy. I'll just walk around the tree a few times, bish, bash, bosh. It'll be done. It's all under control. But then, just as she got going, she accidentally dropped this whole roll of lights, you know, the gasp as they hit the floor. Because uh, some of you will have experienced this, as, as if lights ha- have a life of their own when you're not holding them. Because suddenly this ordered line of lights became like someone on a bad hair day, okay? You know, they were immediately tangled and, and knotted. You pull on one bit and another bit tightens. You know, something so simple, and yet it was a complete nightmare. It took ages to sort out. And, and don't we so often think things are just, they're under our control, and yet they really aren't. You know, we can't even control a roll of lights. Now, to really get Christmas, for us to really get why, why Christians make such a big deal out of a, a, a baby being born in Israel, in a town that still exists, Bethlehem, born 2,000 years ago, then we need to get that that life is a lot more tangled, a lot more messed up than we want to admit. Because like a a ball of light, our our world is not just kind of under our control. You know, as we as we sit here in the the candlelight, it, it can feel like everything's sheltered, it's small, like everything's sorted. Yet as we, we walk out that door tonight. It's like we're a fish in this giant ocean with, with crashing waves around us. Now, if you're anything like me, perhaps you hoped COVID would just be it. You know, we'd, we'd get through COVID and then life would just become a bit more simple. Simple, would be ordered. We'd just catch our breath. Life would straighten out. Bish, bash, bosh. And the waves, they just kept crashing. We've had, had this horrific war in Ukraine that's just kept on going. And then it's called, we had rising costs. We've had strike after strike. We've had health de- care delays. We've had tragedy. And it just feels like it just keeps coming. And that's just here in this nation. And yet, now, yes, there's been joy. Yes, there's been laughter. 
Some of us enjoyed the football and, and fun, but, but actually, if we're honest, in a word, it can feel like darkness. There's darkness out there. And you know, the Bible doesn't shy away from that. It doesn't shy away from darkness of life. It doesn't try to sugarcoat it. It doesn't try to put kind of this shiny uh, a facade on it all. If you could turn back to that reading in Isaiah we had at first, back on page 5. And it said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Those walking in darkness, those with the shadow of death over them, that's what life can feel like, can't it? There's a darkness out there. And sometimes it, it can feel like it's pressing in on us. It's like that moment when dark storm clouds blot out the sun and the, the cool wind blows through, pressing in. And the world isn't under our control. It's tangled, it's messy, it's fractured, it's hurting. And the thing is, we try and try and try to deal with it. We do some wonderful things, like raise money for charity or, or create something, I don't know, like the UN, or we, we get scientists to come up with solutions, and we, we do kind things like, like buy a present for a friend. And, but in the end, the problems are just too big for us. And even if we do make headway, it's like they, they cycle back round again, year after year, another generation. You know, we think we found a leader who can lead us into the light and then we just find out there are a small fish in a giant ocean too. The darkness, it's out there. But it's into this darkness that God brings an answer. A much better answer. Into the darkness, he shines a light. The light of a king. And it's in that baby in that baby, Jesus Christ. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, it says. But how is Jesus an answer? We'll go back to that reading and have a look at the third paragraph and just check out these titles given to him. It's like an honours list. It's like a CV, his CV. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. He'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Wow, what, what an introduction. What a list of titles. This isn't small fry anymore. This isn't our small attempts anymore. God's answer to the darkness. It's so much bigger. It's the light of a king. A king with such power, such might that no darkness can stand in his way. He, he's saying in, in the dark world, with the darkness out there, this, this little candle of a small baby is going to turn into a burning star. This, this small flame burning in the stable will, will engulf the darkness with cosmic light. It's the light of a king. This is a king who's going to rule properly, who will rule rightly, justly, so different to the corrupt, the liars and cheats. A prince of peace, ridding our world of war. 
isn't saying right now everything will automatically be okay, but instead God is promising that one day in the future, because of Jesus, there will be a day with no more problems, no more evil, zero, all gone, perfect life forever. That's the promise. Oh, to have this kind of world, that's what we long for, isn't it? Like, like walking out of a dark, cold room where you've been squinting and struggling and then you step out into, just imagine it, the warm summer sunshine with color and life. That's what's promised. And it will be all through that baby born in a manger. Because Jesus wasn't just a baby, was he? He grew up. He became a man. At the age of 30, he began teaching and then died a cruel death on a cross at the hands of the Romans. But the thing is this, he did not stay dead. He rose again. Three days after he had died, he met with his followers. He spoke to them. He ate with them. His tomb was empty. Just as on Christmas Day, he comes out of the dark womb. So on Easter Day, he broke out of the dark tomb. And so he's still alive today and is king. King over this universe. It's the light of a king. And so right now, he's reigning And right now he's dealing with the darkness one heart at a time, but we'll come to that. But he promises that one day in the future, he will bring all things to right. He will deal with the darkness out there. One day the light will win. Can he do it? Is that a promise that we can believe in today? Well, to rise from the dead shows that not even death can stop him. The shadow of death has no hold over him. And so somehow he is big enough, strong enough to bring an end to the darkness out there, to to end the wars, to end the the financial pressures, to end the chaos and confusion, to, to bring peace and order to our world that we so desperately need. It's the light of a king. The incredible thing is that that future that promised future, bright light, that promise of peace, do you know what? It also reaches back into our lives now. For Christians, it, it reaches into our mess and our struggles, into the pressures we face, the heartache, the feeling of helplessness, and it reaches in with the word hope. Hope. Hope that the darkness will not win. Not a flimsy hope, but a certain hope. A hope that allows us to keep going, to persevere even when life's tough and tangled. Why? Because God has sent the light of a king. But we'll come back to this. Because God's light isn't just for the darkness out there. It's also for in here. But that's for a few carols time. Now the amazing thing about Christmas, about Jesus Christ, is that he didn't just come to deal with the the problems out there that we thought about a moment ago, but also to deal with the darkness in here, in our hearts, in our lives. Now I don't know about you, but I'm often pretty slow to see my own failings, but but quick uh, to see it in others. 
Now, sometimes it's just something small, isn't it? I don't know, like getting annoyed when someone falls asleep in your favorite Christmas film, you know, like, like Elf or something. It's one of my favorites. And you, you hear the snores, and it's a bit like, oh, wow, come on, this is, this is the funny bit. And, and then, you know, I go and do it the next night in someone else's favorite film, kind of zonked out uh, in the corner. But the thing is, when it comes to more serious issues, often it's the same, isn't it? We... We see the darkness out there, but we're much slower to see it in our own lives. You know, just spend a bit of time on social media and, um, uh, and we see that, don't we? The, pro- the problem is always with someone else. I, I even do it with my kids, like when I uh, shout at them to stop shouting. You know, they're the problem, obviously, not me. But God doesn't let us keep things at arm length. We had it just now in that reading from Luke 1. It's a, it's a song, a prophecy that a man called Zechariah sang over his newly born boy. Now his son was a baby called John, which was Jesus' cousin. And when John grew up, he started teaching in Israel a little bit before Jesus did, preparing the way for Jesus. But this song, it starts with the darkness out there. I don't know if you noticed, he, he speaks of being saved from enemies from those who hate us. In other words, to be free from all that's wrong out there. God's going to deal with that. But then, then there comes a shift just near the end. He says, and you, child, that's John, will be called prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord, that's Jesus, to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Forgiveness of their sins. Wow, you know, things have suddenly got a lot closer. Rather than talking about enemies, he's talking about his people, the ones God is going to save, but he's saying, you need forgiveness. Not just them out there. He's saying, yes, there's darkness out there, but actually it's linked to the darkness in here in our hearts. There might be wars out there, but it starts because there's a war in here. There might be hypocritical leaders out there, but it's, it's out there because it's true in here too. Not just is out there in a mess, but so is in here. And we know that, that shadow of death, it lays its cold fingers onto us all. None of us are actually in control. None of us have got it sorted. Neither out there or in here. Don't, don't I know it in my own life? How easy it is just to be selfish, cold-hearted, slow to love. And the Bible's word for this is it's sin. It's, it's fundamentally, at its root, it's a heart set against God himself. It's, it's much deeper than just what we do, but then it does show itself in our lives in the way we just seem to wreck and tangle up everything that we love. You know, that, that sharp word that quick lie, that closed fist. All evidence of darkness in here. Evidence of a a relationship with God and with others. We're at war, not peace. And I wonder if, especially at Christmas, our our temptation is often just to to try and just cover it up, escape from it all. Just perhaps indulge, indulge in in just one more mince pie and another glass of wine, watch another film, just put it on the credit card, just so we don't need to face the issues. 
Now, please don't hear me wrong, okay? Enjoying mince pies and wine and a good film, those are great things to do at Christmas. But, but perhaps as you do, just ask yourself, am I hiding? Now, the, the other month, I went to see a comedian up at the Tekka, and it was a great night. It was really funny stuff. And, uh, uh, but, but at the start of the show, the comedian was totally honest, and he said, what he wanted us to do was to leave our problems at the door and just have a time of fun, just a time to enjoy ourselves and laugh. And there's something so good about that, isn't there? Sometimes that's exactly what we need, isn't it? Just a good laugh with fun and friends. But then at the, the end, there was a real jolt. He, he finished by saying, you know, he'd hoped we'd have a chance to leave our problems at the door, but then he said but don't forget to actually deal with them. And it was like he just poured a bucket of cold water over my head. It was crushing. It was like, oh, wow, yeah, of course, my, my problems still exist. Like, I've had a, a great time here, but they're still there. I can only escape them for so long. That the darkness in here, it comes with us. The regrets, that the battle with temptations the frustration at the hurt we cause others. Yes, we need God to deal with the darkness out there, but it's got to start with dealing with the darkness in here. And God, once again, has an answer. Not just has he given us the the light of a king, he also has given us the light of a saviour. Let's go back to those words in Zechariah's song. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. That baby Jesus, he's like the sunrise from on high. It's a beautiful image, isn't it? That moment, I don't know, after a tough night when the the sunlight breaks out across the sky, the shards of light cutting through the black canvas of night and the darkness flees, The, the light of a saviour It's a light that wins, that the darkness of our hearts will not have the final say. That baby was not just born for those out there, but was born for you and for me in here. He is a gift from God. Tender mercy, Zachariah says. Tender mercy, like like the gentle love of a mother for her child. But how? How does Jesus bring that light into the darkness in here? Well, it's the light of a saviour. In God's plan, it's through Jesus' death, surprisingly. This baby boy, born in a manger, was born to die, to die on a cross. And in his death, he, he somehow takes the sins of his people, took it away and got rid of it by dying at the penalty for it. And so, so that there could be forgiveness, total forgiveness, all of the darkness wiped clean, forgiveness for the past, the present, and the future. And God, by his Holy Spirit, then, then brings his light deep into his people's hearts. The sun rises, bringing peace. 
peace with God and with others. What an extraordinary gift. It's the light of a saviour. As before we had hope, for here we have peace. A peace with God that then begins to spill out into a way of peace, slowly living lives of peace, forgiveness of the one who hurts us, encouragement to the downhearted, gentle words to the one who's in pain. Now how does God do this for us? Well, it's, it's as we trust his light, we trust him, trusting that his light is what we need. Perhaps think of it like being trapped in a dark tunnel, like those, those poor boys in Thailand, if you remember a few years ago, trapped with no hope, stuck behind miles of water in pitch darkness. But then there's that, that moment that the divers appeared, a light appeared, hope, and the divers said, we're going to get you out, trust us. And those boys had to put their lives into their divers' hands and go with them. This evening, if, if you would like to know the light of God in your life, a light that shines in the darkness, that brings forgiveness, then you need to trust him. You need to trust that this baby boy born in a manger is actually God's king and saviour. Trust Jesus to take away your sin to take away that darkness in here and to restore you to God. Trust him to to help you live in his light as you you wait for him to get rid of the darkness out there too. Isn't this wonderful news? Darkness will not win. He will untangle the mess, the mess of our hearts and our world. That's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. God has sent the, the light of a king to deal with the the darkness out there and he sent the light of a saviour to deal with the darkness in here. Now just to finish, we're going to pray. um, uh, At the back and downstairs, there are these little booklets, How to Have a Happy Christmas. If you'd like to know more, please just uh, pick one up um, as you go. They're totally free. But I'm just going to pray a prayer that's printed at the back. If you want to start trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ today for yourself, and perhaps just echo this prayer in your heart and mind to God himself. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you for Christmas time, for all the good things you've given to me and to us. We thank you for your great love in sending your son to be born into the world. We're sorry for our darkness. We've turned away from you and pushed you from your rightful place in our lives. Thank you that Jesus came and died so that I can be forgiven, we can be forgiven. Thank you that he rose again so we can receive new life. Help us to trust in Jesus and his death on the cross is the only way by which we can be right with you. Please forgive us and help us to grow and learn what it means to be a follower of of him. Amen.